3: rams nation what's happening what's good it's your boy bear monitor of rams podcast but this is lockdown rams it's the friday edition of lockdown rams really excited about today's show we're actually recording it here on friday morning so thank you guys for having some patience as we got this up a little bit later than we typically do but it is live and we're going to get a bunch of the most updated information to you guys we got an awesome guest on the show today ryan dirud of the believe podcast network ryan how you doing my man
2: What's up, Brad? I'm doing great. Happy Friday. Enjoying a little uh, rain in Los Angeles.
3: I know. It's throwing me off. But I'm telling you, I slept pretty good over the last couple nights with uh, kind of flashbacks to my Seattle days when I lived up there. And my mom's retired out in Vegas. And we were talking the other day. And she's like, how did we do it? Where it was like 24-7. That's what we dealt with. And uh, I've gotten used to this California weather. But you're right. It's been... uh, And you may hear that in the background. I've got... a bunch of cars that go by us and it's flooded. So if you hear like this amusement park in the background, uh, we'll just get through that today because that is, uh, I guess, the struggles of living in Southern California and the rest of the world is kind of shaking their head at us right now. But uh, we got a lot to get to because uh, there's a lot going on. So we're going to kind of cover uh, all the stuff that's happening in the sports world with this coronavirus and how everybody is being affected by that. The NFL and this weird Period hasn't been yet, but it's starting to kind of show its its uh, footprint in the NFL as well. So we'll talk about that. And then it's Friday, so we got to talk about some free agent Friday. We're going to talk uh, about replacements for Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler, and, and some of the other guys on our roster, um, and what the Rams might do. Again, limited money, but we got to start making some moves and looking at the twenty twenty season, figuring out a way because we don't have a ton of draft picks. Uh, so we got to get creative here, and we'll find out what less need has in store, and maybe some of the guys that are out there. Uh, for us to go grab. So, with all that out of the way, what we'll do is we'll just jump right into Friday's show here. I'm Bear Mader of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Ryan Dirud of the Bleed Podcast Network, and this is your lead story. Ryan, this is uncharted waters. As we've seen, the NCAA cancel their men and women's March Madness tournament. NBA season is suspended now. Uh, apparently, what they're going to do is take 30 days to reevaluate everything. Uh, from some of our inside sources here on the network, found out that. It sounds like if everything in 30 days clears up, they'll come back, play 10 games of regular season and then go into a full playoffs. But again, if another player comes out uh, here in the next couple of weeks, this process is just going to be delayed further and further. We heard the Masters is uh, putting a hold to everything. MLB is doing the same thing with spring training. Uh, NHL, uh, really sports across the world has kind of shut down with one of the biggest free agencies in NFL years coming up. How do you see this affecting the NFL?
2: It has a huge effect. I think it. One of the things, and I'm sure you were getting to, it but didn't mention it, is the new XFL league as well. Obviously, in their inaugural season, yeah. five weeks in, they have to suspend. Um, it was a league that I was covering extensively. Had you know access to the Wildcats here in Los Angeles, so obviously, really unfortunate to see that. But these are players that. What effect this has is now you know that Oliver Luck came out yesterday and said after they clear physicals they can immediately sign with other teams. So some of these players. If five weeks was enough to showcase their skills, guys like PJ Walker, quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks, can sign with NFL play NFL teams in whatever it is now. Eight days till free agency, um, and so in that regard, you have that whole thing changing the landscape. But then also you have you know guys that won't be traveling for workouts or things like that. And yeah, Brad, it's crazy. It's t- It's totally uncharted territory. I remember back in uh, I think it was two thousand nine being in college when the whole like swine flu epidemic was going around. And that seemed like a big deal, but I, I don't remember it being as big of a scale as it is now. And I don't know if that's social media craze, if this is truly worse. I mean, it's it's hard to kind of grasp what actually is going on on a medical level because there's really not a whole lot of answers, but it yeah. has to be something big considering all these shutdowns and suspensions. But yeah, to get back to your points for free agency, I think, the whole XFL league shutting down affects things and then just like team travel, um, team workouts and things like that. So I, you know, it's still going to happen. Players are still going to get signed here on March 18th, um, but it's not going to stop that, but it will kind of change maybe the um, rapidness that we see on that free agency frenzy period right in the beginning.
3: Yeah, definitely. And and you talked about the XFL and I had Jake Ellenbogen on the show uh, the other day, and we were talking about uh potential, fills for the Rams roster via the XFL, uh, especially kind of looking at a guy that we just released in Jojo Natson. Do we want to go, you know, spend a draft pick on a guy that would come in and just be special teams or would that be a free agent or could that have been a nice pickup in the XFL? And you're right. These guys only had a short term um, to kind of showcase their talent, which is kind of a bummer. And, you know, depending on what happens with the CBA, there could be extra roster spots. So, you know Those opportunities for those guys, hopefully some of those guys still get a chance and and what they put on tape is going to do enough. The Rams, uh, going back to NFL, released a statement the other day that we are asking all employees to work from home. We have also suspended all team-sponsored activities until further notice. Our personnel department will not host college draftee visits or scouts will not travel to attend any college workouts. So you're seeing this is not just the Rams. I think it's 15 uh, plus teams right now, and it's probably just going to continue to grow that they're really uh, limiting visits. I actually saw the Miami Dolphins are hosting J.K. Dobbins right now, and they said mm-hmm. they're doing this with you know extreme caution. And it's just so weird to hear these things because it's a big part of the process. I mean, if the Rams want to feel out a free agent and see what they you know potentially could get if it's a guy coming off injury or whatever it may be, bringing him in for a workout is so standard these days. And if that practice is kind of switched up, yes, there's the guys like Tom Brady and, you know, all those elite guys that you just want to go and sign. But there's some guys you want to come in and see, you know, for your own eyes, what they're doing, how healthy they are and those type of things. So uh, this does shake up a little bit when it comes to, um, you know, this stuff is right around the corner, which is crazy because, you know, the next time me and you talk, there's going to be some madness that's happened in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, they're not slowing down on that case. I also heard that the draft is going to kind of go on as planned for now. Uh, but that could all change. Can you imagine a draft in Vegas or, you know, a remote draft where these guys have thought about walking up on that stage their whole life and all of a sudden that opportunity is taken away. I mean, can you imagine a draft with no fans there?
2: Oh man. Yeah. That would be truly a twilight zone, uh, doing it via like conference call, kind of like the XFL did, but that was a brand new league. Um. Hopefully we don't get to that. I mean, where we are what, March thirteenth today, draft is April twenty fourth. So we have more than a month, hopefully, to get things sorted out. But it's a very real possibility at this point. Um, yeah, I don't know how they I don't know if they would just do it in front of the Bellagio and you know, they showed the of <laughs> like the boat and just have no one there and you have just a player taking the boat to the stage by himself. I I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope we don't get there.
3: Yeah, drive yourself up to the podium. Uh, that's the new thing. It'd
2: be a jet ski instead of a boat, I guess. There, of people. there
3: you go. Actually, a jet ski in that water would be pretty fun. Maybe that that should be an it idea. Be. But then all of a sudden, you got some guy uh, out for season with jet ski injury during draft. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be something for us to keep an eye on. The NFL is one of these leagues that I don't want to say they got lucky in a, in a sense that they aren't playing right now. But uh, we talked with Jake Elboga another day, as I mentioned earlier. But, I mean, you could see, you know, if this is. Two months earlier, we're talking maybe a Super Bowl cancellation or playing with no fans. Uh, if you kind of fast forward, uh, you're looking at yeah. the opening of SoFi and, you know, this great experience with, you know, maybe canceling games, pushing it back uh, and or having no fans. So uh, it's we're going a little overboard. So, you know, I'll kind of pump the brakes here because you, you never know. Like you said, we're still a month away from the draft. We'll see how this thing shakes out. But definitely something to keep an eye on because the world of sports, we have never seen anything like this i think they said the first time that they've really canceled uh sports was even back in the early 20s uh it was the stanley cup finals that they had to postpone and and other than that we've had breaks in sports but usually we look to sports to get us through some of this stuff it kind of takes our mind off this stuff so when sports isn't there you've seen kind of the panic go well man these guys are all about their money and everything that goes on and if they're not playing what's what's happening so we'll keep an eye on it we'll talk about it but for us the nfl moves forward Uh, We've got the free agent period just around the corner, and we're going to talk about that next. We're going to talk about some replacements for some of these guys that potentially could walk here on the Rams roster and how they're going to build it for 2020 and get ready for that season.
1: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day.
3: All right, we've got Brian Dirud on with us, and we are talking free agent Friday. We got all that Corona stuff out of the way. We had to talk about it, uh, but this is the NFL and the biggest time, and probably one of the best free agencies we've seen in a long time is out there. Which kind of makes it sad for you know Rams Nation as they don't have a lot of money to spend right now. You wish this is you know one of those years that you know maybe we've talked about the Jared Goff contract a bunch. If you could have put that back another year instead of putting all that money up. Last year, but uh, here they are. They are where they're at, and there's a couple big guys out there. And, and talking again yesterday, I mean, I was strong believer of Corey Littleton is coming back. There's no way the Rams are going to not allow Corey Littleton to come back. But the more and more we get closer to this, and you hear every team is interested in him, and these guys have a lot deeper pockets. I'm just starting to worry that he may not be coming back. So I'll start with that question. Uh, do you believe Corey Littleton? is one of those guys that could come back. And if not, who do you see potentially out there in the free agent market that could come in for him?
2: Oh, man. I mean, that would be my biggest nightmare. I think we talked, I had you on uh, my show a little while back, and we had talked about how Cory Littleton should be first yeah. and number one priority for this team. Um, I certainly yeah. hope they make, but it seems what's strange to me, Brad, and it seems just happens every year with just all teams across the league, is you see guys and their market value and what they've done for their team and then for some reason, the team will go and sign someone of the same position right. for almost the same thing as that market value for their own player. Um, and so I could see that being another case happening. I hope it doesn't. You know, Corey Littleton market value right now is, I think, around $12.2 million or so, according to Spotrack. And I'm sure other teams will give him more than that, even upwards of 15 And I don't know if the Rams are willing to spend, you know, more than half of their available cap on one player when they have other holes to fill plus the draft coming up but um you know if he is gone i hope not but you know some backers you could look at to maybe fill the void and i kind of made a list here and i'll start from more expensive to least expensive um but if they were to go that route of spending the same amount for the same type of player you have a guy like blake martinez out of uh, green bay and this this is a situation where i would be shocked if it happened but i could totally see green bay signing Corey Littleton and the Rams signing Blake Martinez for right around the same value. Don't really know why that happens, but that seems to happen more often than not in free agency. Um, Or if you, you know, crazy things are able to get both, which I think it would be absurd, which (laughs) I don't think that's happening. That would cost the entire uh, bank there, but you know, another guy uh, out of the Browns, Joe Schobert, is a guy that could get for maybe a little bit less than what Corey Littleton, you know, he's about a a 10 mil 10 million on the market right now. Um, value and he's a guy that's been a Swiss harmonized for the Brown could come in and, and really play that role well be very versatile against the run and the pass um, has a little bit of injury history but you know he's just been able to do so much um, for the Browns that he could come in to LA and, and really be a great asset in a Brandon Staley defense and then if you go kind of down the um, cheaper bit you have a guy in Devondre Campbell out of Atlanta, not a maybe a well-known guy for a lot of Rams fan, but just a tackling machine. Had 129 tackles last year. Um, so similar stat line to what Littleton did. Um, I believe he's coming off a rookie deal too, so he is looking for a payday, but they could get him for maybe a few million less, potentially. I mean, you never know. These guys do get uh some of these guys that are valued at a certain level can get bumped up in the market and uh, get paid, you know, shelled out a few more million than what they originally we're thought to get, and then another guy just coming off, you know, a great career so far what he's had in New England, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, a guy a lot of people know uh, probably don't think he's available, but they could actually get him around that maybe eight to nine million dollar range, uh, which is very doable for the you know the budget they have currently. And uh, he would obviously everyone knows about Van Noy. I don't think I need to get too much into him, what he's done for the Patriots over his uh, young career, and what he could do, and just the leadership role he'd bring in, what he brings you know, as, as a sack capability and among other things. Um, and then a guy just released, I believe, on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, Christian Kirksey. Yeah. Um, again, a little bit of a injury history as well, but uh, has had a very good career. like over 480 tackles in his first seven seasons, um, 11 and a half sacks or so. Um, so he would be able to come in and, and fill that void if needed. And then the last guy I want to talk about, and here's a guy that they could get just really kind of cheap. And I, I can never say his name right. Um, but Nick Kwiatkowski, I don't know if you've heard the name, if yeah, I said that Nick, correctly.
3: I, I always struggle with this one too, Nick Kwi- 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 Kwiatkowski. I always think about, uh, what is that, Monster Zinc? What's that guy's character? Mike yeah, yeah, that's I'm trying to remember, it. but I think you're exactly right here because, um, that is another great guy that can come at cheap value. I've been watching a lot of his tape lately. Uh, I was talking to my brother about him as well, but, Danny Trevathan also just signed that three-year deal over there, which kind of has some writing on the wall as far as what their plans are uh, for bringing Nick back. So I like that one too. I really like both the Brown linebackers that you talked about. Uh, Joe Schobert is probably my number one as far as if Corey Littleton leaves. Uh, you mentioned him as being a Swiss Army knife, and it's totally true. I mean, that's the way we look at Corey Littleton can kind of do it all. And then the Christian Kirksey is also very interesting because you're right, he's kind of coming off of Uh, that injury but when he's been healthy uh, he's been a big part I was kind of listening in on some Browns coverage and uh, they seemed almost devastated that he was walking after six years and they understand the game but uh, they really liked what he did for that team not only on the field but in the locker room uh, which I think is going to be a big piece about who you bring in at the middle linebacker position I've talked about this a lot on the show because uh, Eric Weddle is gone who was the captain as far as uh you know controlling the play calling on the defense Corey littleton did it the year before so if he walks now all of a sudden you're looking at a third play caller on that defense you know that quarterback shall you say with the green dot on their head uh maybe one of those things Mm -hmm. that the nfl could pick up from the xfl and maybe you could tell me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure i heard that everyone has microphones uh in the xfl which i thought was the coolest thing ever so the communication went that much faster but in the nfl that's not the case so you got to find one guy to come in there is that aaron donald does he want to take on that responsibility or do you want him just to focus on you know being that crazy beast when you get in there so that's another thing to keep in mind if Corey littleton leaves like which one of these guys if bringing in uh, if you go into the draft and get a guy i'm not sure you're gonna you know put that onto a rookie so uh, just kind of those little details that you want to look at when replacing a guy like Corey littleton uh, who right now could take on those responsibilities of brought back but you're talking i mean 15 million that some of these teams might be able to go up uh, and spend some money. There's a lot of teams out there with a lot more money than the Rams. So they've got to get creative and find a way to, you know, make it uh, signing bonus heavy and put some of that money to, you know, some years down the road, but also give him uh, the same type of value that other teams are giving him. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens with him in this free agent market, because we all know he's our number one guy here. Um, I want to talk quickly. We got a couple minutes in this segment, so we'll go with kind of a, a shorter talking point, And then when the third segment, we'll go to one of the other, Uh, longer talking points here but uh, backup quarterback right now Blake Bortles is a free agent this market of quarterbacks is huge uh, but it's a lot of big name talent right it's a lot of guys that are still looking for a starting quarterback position Uh, do you think it's smart for the Rams to either look at that in the draft or re-sign Blake Bortles or is there another guy out there that you're potentially interested in uh, at the backup quarterback position
2: yeah, for, you know, for me, I'll keep it short. I, t- for me, it's a slam dunk. You go get Case Keenum. He's a guy that's been here. He was in the move in LA. He started the first season here in LA before when Goff was a rookie, first half of the season. He's had success after leaving LA. Obviously, we saw what he did with Pat Shermer in Minnesota. Um, he was signed to a starter deal by the Broncos. Obviously, he didn't find as much success there, but did show some good signs. He's a journeyman. He's a veteran. He's done it before. Uh, they could get him for real cheap. I I'm sure one to three million tops. Hopefully more, of like one. Um, <laughs> right. But he's he, he's just a great veteran presence that would come in. He wouldn't challenge Goff necessarily to be a starter by any means, but he would certainly push him and challenge him as a leader and uh, just be a shoulder to lean on and a guy in the locker room and a, a great team guy, great in the community. Um, for me, that's it's just a slam dunk. Bring Keys Keenum back, and uh, he he's just a great veteran presence to have in your locker room and a very viable quarterback if Goff were to get injured or you know god forbid is just playing awful through the season at least he can come in and uh, bring a spark to this team. Yeah,
3: no, I like it. It's it's interesting because we talked about him maybe a couple weeks ago here on the program. And and my only concern is is he willing to come back and totally accept that backup role because looking at the past handful of years, he's gone and, and has been fighting for that starting position, but at the end of the day, the NFL your your starting window, especially if you're not a franchise quarterback, it's going, it's dwindling every single year. He had a chance, uh, you know, you mentioned the Vikings. He was out in uh, Denver, Washington, uh, and he hasn't been able mm-hmm. to stick. So maybe he is at this point back to that backup role, but it would be a funny or interesting return because yeah, going back to Jared Goff when he was drafted, uh, Case Keenan was that starting quarterback for what all the way, the first 13, 12 games, something like that. And then uh, Goff got the very end of the season and Fisher was gone and it was kind of a whole mess, but uh, interested to hear what Case would think about that coming back here, fully being the backup to Jared Goff and kind of being this full circle thing. But you're right. He's got a lot of connections here. Uh, he is a journeyman. He, his starting opportunity might be gone. So maybe to come back, kind of what Blake Bortles did, come work with Sean McVay for a year, try to, you know, dust up the resume a little bit and then hit the market again or have an opportunity to go out there. I still like Blake Bortles as bringing him back for another year because of how stacked this market is what is Blake Bortles market out there, right? Like who's what team is interested in him as a starter right now? And that might be the pitch for the Rams is going, hey, maybe wait another year for next year's free agency and there's going to be some more room than what there is now. Another guy I like, I think he's going to be too expensive. I think he's going to have a shot at starting. But I really like Marcus Mariota. Um, I think the NFL world seems a little down on him, uh, but I think there's an opportunity for him to come in. And with the creativity of Sean McVay, I'm not saying – Uh, you know, use him as a gadget quarterback, but in a way I kind of am, you know, like get him in there every once in a while. And at the same time, if if Jared Goff goes down, it's a guy that you know can take on the responsibility of being a starting quarterback. But uh, I still think his market is right near that fringe starter. Uh, He's going to get a little bit more money than we have to offer for that backup quarterback. And then I think the next thing is if it's not in the free agent world, uh, there's some decent quarterbacks that you could find in Fourth, fifth round. Yeah, you're gonna have to give up one of those picks to go and do it. But if the Rams have done what they've done in the past, which is trade back and collect picks, uh maybe you go into this draft without even having that pick on your roster. Uh you pick it up through trades and all of a sudden that's just a bonus pick. You go and get a quarterback and you know can kind of work with this new staff. So lots of options, but I liked your case, Keenum. Uh will be interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on. I know it's not maybe the biggest priority, but in a weird way, it probably should. Uh, you know, you're one hit away. Uh, you're one weird play away from needing that position to come in and maybe finish a season. So uh, Jared Goff has shown that he can you know, be durable, uh, not only in his college years, but here in the NFL. So uh, just something to keep in mind. And, you know, we'll kick this over. We've got some other guys still to talk about what's going to happen with Dante Fowler. Most likely he's gone. We've been kind of circling him as probably the potential number one guy that's not coming back. But you never know. Uh, but we're going to look at some of the options that we could plug and play there. Uh, at the outside linebacker position. More coming up. Friday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So it's Free Agent Friday, and we're talking all the big positions. We talked about Corey Littleton. We talked about uh, Blake Bortles and backup quarterback. And the next big one, and as I said, kind of leaving that last segment, is... Dante Fowler. And this is a guy who just, you know, we did a one year deal with him uh, last year, kind of a prove it deal. And he sure came out and proved it. And really, you look back to the opportunity. I I don't know if the Rams had a chance to sign him a little bit long term. uh, But since he's come over from Jacksonville, he really kind of picked it up here with the Rams and has been a lot better play, uh, been a lot better player than he had been in the first couple years of his career, really when given the opportunity to get those snaps. So Uh, He's going to get a big, big payday you expect. So um, I'll ask you the same question. One, do you think there's a chance he sticks around? And then if not, who else do you see coming in that might be able to help the Rams?
2: Yeah. So I, I personally do not think Fowler will be back. Um, Had a great year. I think uh, had a great um, time here in Los Angeles, obviously proved over time that he was worth that third overall pick by Jacksonville um, a few years back where he would struggle a little bit in the beginning or, you know, face injuries but I just think his his market value at around 15 million probably will maybe even get more than that by a really edge rush hungry team. And just with the addition, I think we talked about this last time, Brad, with the addition of Brad Staley as a D coordinator, I think they can get production, maybe not the exact same production, but production from a much cheaper player. And so why spend so much of that position, even though I know edge outside of quarterback might be the top position in the NFL to spend at. Um, but I think, it's not what the Rams should do. And I don't think it's what they will do, especially with what the, uh you know, they need to do at other positions. So some guys and I'll, I'll just, so I'm not talking as much as the last segment straight, I'll go kind of one and let you comment and we'll just go back and forth. How does that yeah, it works. <laughs> so first guy I have and Rance Vandal will probably roll their eyes at me because when you pair him with a guy like clay Matthews, who also is, you know, on the back nine, if you, if you, say in his career but someone who still has put up production put up numbers and can be that kind of leader on defense that we were just talking about in the last segment you can put that green sticker on if needed Terrell Suggs I know he's getting up there in age I like it. 37 years old you know he made five million last year on a one-year deal they could bring him in similar to like what they did with Clay Matthews on a two-year deal around 10 million around nine million eight million something like that he had 40 combined tackles last year six and a half sacks still Um, playing for two different teams as he went to Kansas City to win a Super Bowl. I think it's a guy that they could get for really cheap, bring his veteran leadership. Um, Similar to how the Broncos did in their Super Bowl, they brought in DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware was obviously a little younger, giving more production than what Suggs is now. But a similar type of role coming in, um, just to be that voice, um, mentor the young guys. You still have young guys like, you know, Akuronkwo, um, who they really believe in and they want to get, you know, going more, but they could have Suggs in as a rotational guy, pair with Matthews as two veteran leadership, and just get him for cheap. So, I, Suggs is a guy I think they'll at least look at and kind of think about.
3: I like it. And that's actually one of the guys I had, you know, on my list here, too, because it kind of fits the mold, as you mentioned, that Clay Matthews, that Eric Weddle pickup last year, getting a guy that has that veteran leadership who, has been around the league, who's not looking for a massive payday, but still in the right situation can kind of flourish. And we saw him, even in the playoffs, kind of come up with some big moments. He went and got that ring. So, you know, now he's not really chasing a ring, shall you say. But also he could look at the Rams and saying, this is another team I could join and also could still go get a ring. So the Rams fit that mold as far as a team that he'd be interested in. Uh, one of the guys that I like, Um, again, talking about maybe not breaking the bank, but getting some good value is uh, Marcus Golden, uh, New York Giants. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had 10 sacks last year, 27 quarterback hits and 13 tackles for loss. Uh, Just looking at his production, this is a guy that also was coming off an injury the year before. uh, So there is some questions with that, but he's not going to make a whole bunch of money. Obviously, I think he he did uh, himself a big service this year. Uh, So he's going to, you know, help himself make some more money. But he had 77 pass rushes in which he was the first pressure. That was 12th in the NFL. Uh, That just kind of gets me excited because that's exactly what we need in that position. It's like, hey, just come here and rush the quarterback. Yes, we're going to need you uh, to go out there and, and do a little bit in coverage. But if you're just looking at what Dante Fowler did is he was a pressure guy. He was somebody that brought energy off the edge. And I think that is kind of what Golden can do. Uh, He's kind of hot right now, like I said, coming off a really good year with New York. He's kind of mentioned in the past that he wouldn't mind staying in New York, but he also is a free agent. So he's going to go out there and listen. Uh, So that might be a guy that could be interesting as we're talking about not breaking the bank, but bringing in somebody that could fit in right right away on that other side with Clay Matthews. And maybe we don't even see kind of a, a uh, drop off in in talent. So Dante Fowler is going to make that you know ninety million plus or whatever you think you, you, know, you whatever you have him at making because there's people out there with yeah. money. But uh, Golden coming in is one that I think also looking down there could be interesting.
2: Yeah, no, Golden I think is a great option uh, and a guy that like you said could come and get his hand in, um could play on the edge with his hand in the dirt or standing up. Um, could do it both, obviously though, you know, with a three-four with Brandon Staley, but uh, could do it both if needed. Uh, another guy I looked at that would be a little bit pricier, I think, and he's had kind of an up and down career. You know, he's had some years um, where you think, wow, this is an elite pass rusher. And some years where you're thinking, man, what happened to this guy who was a first round pick or first, yeah, first round pick, and he's kind of fallen off. But Vic Beasley, coming, you know, twenty-eight years yeah. old out of Atlanta, forty-two combined tackles, eight sacks last year. Uh, market values range around seven and a half million or so. Um, so that can go obviously up and down. So it'd, it'd be a little bit spendier. This was the most expensive guy I have on my list. Um, and probably not my favorite to go after. Like I've mentioned before, I like with Staley being D corner, going after cheaper guys that we can hopefully get higher production out of. Um, but a, a name nonetheless to at least look at and a guy that would be a, a fun splash signing with which I know less need has loved to do since he's been here in Los Angeles to get that splash guy. And here's a guy he could get for a little cheaper than some of the other moves he's made. Um, But it would still, if you're getting a guy like we talked about last time, last second, excuse me, in re-signing Corey Littleton or bringing in a Blake Martinez or something like that, probably won't be able to afford a Vic Beasley. But if you go cheaper at the inside, you can maybe spend up a little bit on the outside um, with Beasley.
3: I like it. And it's one of those guys when he was first released, it kind of you know, perk the ears a little bit as far as the potential because you talked about early in his career, man, he was dangerous coming off the edge. Uh really struggled kind of in the last year and a half. But he finished the season with uh four sacks in the last four games, kind of finish hot and kind Mm -hmm. of gives you that idea of, you know, if he can get back to that talent. And again, putting him here with Staley in this defense, you always feel like can you rebirth a career a little bit and kind of get some of the talent that we've all seen. Uh, But he wasn't really showing in the last year and a half out there in Atlanta. And Atlanta really had gone through a lot at that time. Bunch of injuries, moving guys around. So, um, you know, maybe it was just wrong fit for him and he needs a new place to play. So I like that one a lot. Interesting to see because, like you said, the name alone kind of brings some dollars with it. So uh, we'll see if that's able to flex in. But I do like that as well. Another guy, this kind of goes to what your first guy you mentioned as far as the age category Um, and also kind of brings a face back to the NFC West is Bruce Irvin. Um, You know, he was Mm -hmm. with the Panthers last year. He's 32 years old, Uh, you know, really played as a pass rusher last year. Uh, And he came up with eight and a half sacks. Uh, Again, the age is kind of a concern. So you're not sure like how much left is there. But man, remember those days when he was up in Seattle, that linebacking core uh, was awesome together. This is another guy that comes in. Uh, veteran that, you know, again, maybe, I don't know if you'd want to just hand over the signal calling to him in his first year with the defense, but uh, definitely a guy that could take that on and and could really help coming off the edge, especially since last year with the Panthers, that was his primary role. So, uh, and he seemed to do pretty well in it. So another guy that a uh, great tackler could come in, uh, play down on the line, or, you know, as an outside linebacker, uh, like you said, standing up or, or with his hand in the dirt. So uh, and that's another one that I have kind of interesting here. And it would be fun because he gets to play the Seahawks twice a year. And you know he'll be up for those games. We'll see. If, you got one more over there?
2: Yeah, I do have one more. And yeah, Irvin's an interesting one because, you know, that guy's since Seattle's just seemed like he's bounced around the league. But definitely the talent is there. And you mentioned the production last year. So I uh, probably could get him for fairly cheap and, yeah, come in and make an impact right away. But the last one I got, and this is a familiar face for... Brandon Staley that's why I like it he's bounced around the league a name that probably no one really knows but they could get him for super cheap Jeremiah Atachu um he was drafted in the second round by then the San Diego now Los Angeles Chargers and you know he's been on practice squads for the Niners the Jets the Chiefs and then last year kind of had a a semi breakout year for the Broncos uh wasn't obviously the starter over there you have Von Miller Bradley Chubb um, you know, Malik Reed had a killer year, undrafted guy, but he was rotational and was still able to put up 21 combined tackles and three and a half sacks. And in a Brandon Staley defense, what will be interesting to see, Brad is, you know, Vic Fangio's defense does ask his outside guys to drop in coverage a lot more than a Wade Phillips defense. So a guy like Jeremiah Atacho did that a lot more. Maybe that's why his stats were not quite as high in the sack column, but he was out in coverage more. Um, and so we'll see if Staley implements that more and if he's looking for guys to bring in that can do that more than just a guy that's going to blitz, you know, a hundred percent of the time. So it taught you they could get for, you know, a million to 200 or 2 million bucks come in cheap. And he knows the system already because he played in it last year. And that would be a familiar face as Brandon Staley is obviously a new one in the Rams locker room. So a guy, you know, name, not a lot of people like, but they could highly get that production out of a lesser known guy.
3: Yeah, that's, that is a good one. And you talk about that relationship. That's huge. and goes a long way. Kind of walking into a building in a new building and having some familiarity with it is always a good thing. Uh, you mentioned the chargers, another guy that this is maybe way down the, the line here, but Kyle Manuel is the guy that uh, retired from football almost around this time. Last year he was a charger. He was a free agent at the time, mm-hmm. decided just to walk away from football. Uh, reports are saying that he wants back in the game. Uh, that he's going to have some interest. If you're talking about a depth position and you're looking at the Rams, we're not only talking about filling uh, a starting role here, but even just looking at, you know, what the Rams can do as far as depth, they're going to still need to bring in some guys. I mean, because you're talking about Micah Kaiser, unproven, Troy Reader who struggled last year, uh, Kenny Young, who we never really saw, and Trayvon Howard, who there's some excitement about. But again, not a lot of uh, know about, you know, what he's doing right now. So bringing in some depth as well might help. Another guy. That was just released. Was Cameron Wake uh, a couple years ago in uh, down in Miami? He was having some killer seasons. He started out the season with two Mm -hmm. and a half sacks in his first game uh, with the Titans, and then just disappeared. Basically, he played another Mm -hmm. nine games, then got injured, ended up on the IR. Uh, They released him the other day. That might be an interesting one. And then there's always uh, the return of Robert Quinn, another guy I really like that uh, you know could go and maybe fill in. You know, obviously Brockers is another guy that we think might be walking in free agency as well. Uh, he had 11 and a half sacks mm. last year. Again, another guy uh, turning 30 in May, but uh, I think he's got some left in the tank, and he proved that last year. Got a relationship here. Maybe we can call Robert Quinn and be like, hey, Case Keenum's coming back. Let's just do a full-on reunion here in Los Angeles. To open up the stadium. So uh, awesome stuff. I think there's a lot of great options. I like that we focused on guys a little bit on the cheaper side and not you know, going after those guys that, uh, we kind of know we really can't afford. So um, we're going to find out here soon because, you know, like I said, we'll look to talk again here in the next couple of weeks. And by that time, a lot has moved and a lot has been shaken since then. Uh, if this CBA passes, I believe, I think it's Monday morning, they have to basically get that figured out Then all of a sudden we're in the tampering period and you'll start to see some things move. So a uh, lot's going to be happening. We're going to have a lot of awesome stuff to cover here on Lockdown Rams. Uh, Ryan, appreciate your time, man. Uh, Where can everyone find you on social and uh, where are you putting up content?
2: Yeah, man, Brad. thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure chatting Rams with you. But you can find me on Twitter, uh, just at Ryan Dirud LAFB. I'm the host of the Believe in LA football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And uh, we do print content plus all of our podcasts on LAFBnetwork.com.
3: Awesome. Go check them out. We'll have them back here on the show during the off season, kind of talking, recapping some of this stuff and see how accurate some of our uh predictions here were and if some of these guys were available for the rams to grab but uh we will be back monday with a lot of exciting stuff to talk about and we'll see how everything kind of develops over the next 48 hours but until then rams nation you know what it is peace